Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Why I could really give a care about what those corn farmers think. Also, sometimes it's not always best to be the bigger person. We'll talk about that. And there's some research on twins and diet that is making national news. We'll talk. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Happy Monday. It is the Iowa caucuses today. Most of you don't even have a clue what that is. I, You know what? I've read a hundred times how they do these things, and I still don't know why they have them or what they do them. Why can't they just have a frickin' primary uh, like everybody else? And we're going to talk about that. Uh, but also, before we get to the Iowa caucus and, you know, the madness that kicks off this election season, uh, I wanted to just say, you know, it's happened to me again, right? I am one of these people where if a movie is really highly rated on the tomato meter or critics are raving about it and it's winning all the awards, when I get around to seeing it, I don't get as bowled over as the others. Are you one of these people where, like, everyone's raving about how fabulous a movie is and then you see it and you're like, huh, <laughs> did I did I see the same movie? Uh, that happened to me. There is a movie out that I've been dying to see called All of Us Strangers. Uh, it's got Paul Mescal in it and the guy from, uh, he plays a priest on a TV show. He's known as the Hot Priest. What's his name? Oh, I, I can look it up. But anyway, uh, Scott, Anthony Scott or something like that. Uh, anyway, so there are, gay, there are two gay guys. Uh, and I'm not going to give away too much of the plot or too much of the movie uh, because there is, you know, twists and turns and all that. Uh, but it's about a screenwriter. He's a screenwriter. And then Paul Mescal comes to his door because handsome men just show up at your door all the time. Uh, and, you know, this is what ensues with both that relationship with him and Paul Mescal uh, and then the relationship with his parents. And about 15 minutes into the movie, I looked at Ember and said out loud what I felt to be the plot line or what I felt was going on in the movie. And lo and behold, I was absolutely and completely 100% right. So I always hate that. I hate when like five or ten minutes in and there's supposed to be all these plot twists and stuff. I already know what it is. Second of all, it really for me had the feeling of an M. Night Shyamalan movie and I don't like his movies. Uh, it moved very slowly. Uh, and I'm like, you know, okay. Uh, and so, but the gay sex scenes were fabulous, uh, and they were, I mean, they're great to see, uh, in terms of, you know, a mainstream film finally having gay guys having sex, like, yay, square one for our side. Uh, but as good as the movie is, and it's a good movie, it's not a bad movie, uh, I'm just not like a hundred percent on the tomato meter. I was like, out of a hundred, I'd give it a 70. Uh, really, I'd give it about a 70. Uh, it's well acted, uh, certainly. Jamie Bell and others, it's well acted. Uh, and it's, it's you know, the cinematography and all of that, great. But in terms of it being like <gasps> this, you know, incredible movie with just this ending you didn't see coming and I saw the ending coming. You know, there was like a million hints about the ending. Uh, and so I just, I've done it again. I... I, I can't help it. I see these movies that everybody is raving about. Oh, gay people are tripping over themselves to give this movie awards. 
Uh, and, you know, I'm like, it's good. It's a good movie. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad it's being seen. I'm glad it's out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. But for all of us strangers and me, I was like, you know, three and a half out of five stars, 70%. Only because I saw it all coming. And you never get to really know these guys. And a lot of what they talk about plays into the same stereotypic, you know, gay tropes, you know, of our relationships with our parents or we're uh, substance abusers or whatever. So I'm like, there's nothing really groundbreaking here. Uh, so anyway, speaking of nothing groundbreaking, there is nothing groundbreaking going on in Iowa. Donald Trump is going to win the Iowa caucus. We have known this, you know, forever. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee for president. So covering these things like they're an actual race, like Nikki Haley stands a chance or Ron DeSantis, they don't. This cult has taken over the Republican Party. They're, it, you know, it's just that way. It's a cult and it's entrenched and he's going to win the primaries. He's going to be their nominee. Anything else that you're thinking you know, is wrong. And the only way he will not, you know, be in the general is if he's in jail. And that's it. The only thing that can stop Donald Trump now is actual criminal prosecution doing its job. And by the way, I don't care who Fannie Willis is fucking so long as it ain't you or me. I don't care who she's screwing. If she is screwing that attorney, it has no bearing on the case. It's totally legal. She did not pay him more than she paid the other two prosecutors who were white, by the way, that she hired. They're only picking on the black one. And so I don't, I don't care if they're screwing. You know, she is not the one up on RICO charges. Let's, let's keep the focus on the criminal. And the criminal is Donald Trump. Okay, not Fannie Willis, not this attorney that she hired to help with the case who has made $600,000. That, that, that did shock me. But each of the three attorneys that she hired has made that much. So $1.8 million in attorney's fees. Like, wow, for little old Georgia? I'm like, okay. But it doesn't matter. What matters is, did he commit those crimes? That's what mattered, not what is the state of the attorney that's, you know, filing the charges. If anything, maybe she should step aside, whatever. I don't care. So I don't care about her and who she's screwing, nor do I care about Iowa. Iowa is 3.9 million people. There are literally four pigs for every person in, Hi in Iowa. That's on their website. There are four hogs for every human. It's the size of Las Vegas, basically, population-wise. And these are rural farmers and people that do, you know, rural-type jobs. And they're Republicans. So what really... A, corn, a Republican corn farmer in Iowa. Why do I really care about what he thinks or who they think should be president? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they have that many electoral college votes in Iowa. You know, it's, it's not like Iowa's going to push Trump over the mark to win. And so, I, you know, Biden never stood a chance of winning the state. So it's like I, there's no surprise here. And they're covering it like it's the biggest contest. Oh, my God, will Nikki Haley defeat Donald Trump? No, she won't. Will Ron DeSantis come up from behind? No, he won't. They all go in this room and they sit and they talk and talk and then someone moves over to the so-and-so side and then they talk some more and then people shift around again. And then at the end of the night, 
they assign the, the delegates or the votes by how many people are sitting in each little area for the candidate. It's, it's, it's a stupid way of doing a, you know, preliminary election. Uh, and it's in a state that I don't really, it's not a big progressive state anyway. You know, these are Kool-Aid drinkers. These are MAGA members. And so I don't really care about Iowa. I don't, I'm going to tune out any election news until the general. You know, and just keep pounding home time after time again whenever asked that Donald Trump is a MAGA criminal. That's what he is. And yes, he's going to win. You know, he's going to win primaries. Why? Because they drank the Kool-Aid. You know, he's been campaigning ever since he lost the last election. The, the people that are voting for him have zero integrity, zero intelligence. Oh, Corral, that's insulting. It's insulting they would vote for this guy. I'm tired of being the one that can't insult these morons. They're morons. If you vote for Donald Trump, you are, in fact, an idiot. Because the man is a felon, is a criminal, is an opportunist grifter who wasn't even a Republican. He was a Democrat longer than he was a Republican. Okay, so if you vote for him and you're a Republican, you're brainwashed. You're a nut. You know, you got, you got screws loose. And so what do I care? I don't care if a bunch of corn farmers with loose screws in their head give their caucus to Donald Trump. I don't care. I care about the January 6th trial. I care about the Georgia trial. I care about the trial over the document. That's what I care about, about prosecuting this pedophile criminal that he is. Because we know he slept with people with evidence. All right, when we come back, oh, there's so much more to go over. But let's take it a little personal. Sometimes you shouldn't be the bigger person. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. You know, sometimes you shouldn't be the bigger person. Sometimes you should be the person that protects yourself. And when people show you who they really are, you should believe them. And in this polarized 2024, if someone has views that you just really can't stomach, then maybe you should distance yourself from those people. So what am I talking about? I'm going to make it personal, this, this segment. But I want, I know it's going to relate to you because I know you have some of this going on in your life. One of these two things. First of all, I live in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is a tourist capital. And many of my friends come here and don't tell me or don't see me. And I find out on social media. And it's absolutely hurtful if that person is a good friend. Now, if they're a casual acquaintance or a business friend, that doesn't hurt my feelings. But if this is someone that we've been very, very close and they come here and they don't let me know, at least say hi or reach out, it hurts my feelings. And it's happened more than once. Well, there's a guy in town this last weekend, someone that I was very, 
very close to. Used to see every day, used to talk to every day. Uh, people thought we were dating for a while. We've been in each other's lives. I got him high, helped him get, I didn't get him. I helped him uh, get some pretty impressive clients for his business uh, throughout the years. And he has helped me countless times, like countless times uh, with things that I needed. Uh, and so we, I have always felt very, very close to this person uh, and thought they were very, very close to me until this weekend. Uh, you know, he lives out of town, and he came, but not far, in California. Uh, and he came into town for this thing called Sin City, which is a sporting event uh, for gays, a gay and lesbian sporting event uh, all weekend long, baseball and soccer and all this other stuff teams from all over the country and there's parties and the whole thing so i have two friends you know here that you know uh and they said oh did you see that so-and-so's in town and i said oh really and they said yeah it's all over his social media he's over at the flamingo he's here i said oh really and so i went and looked at his social media and sure enough he's all over las vegas and not doing work but drinking and partying and all of that and he didn't reach out to me at all. Like, at all. And so under one of his posts, I actually commented, I love it when close friends come into town and don't tell me. It makes me feel so loved when I find out from their social media. And, of course, he didn't comment on that. And so this morning, when I got up and saw that he was still here, and I have not heard from him at all, like not even, hey, I'm in town, you want to say hi for a quick minute? Nothing. That was it. I stopped following him on social media, and I realized he's not my friend. Oh, we used to be close friends, and he may still love me, but that doesn't matter. There is a difference between used to be friends, used to be close, or there's a difference that, yes, we still have feelings for each other, but we're not friends. Because friends take time for other friends. I have another friend in town right now, Brandon, and his wife and his little boy, Kai. And Brandon made time yesterday to see me and has called already today about getting together again this afternoon. He doesn't always have a lot of time, but, you know, in this afternoon, I might be making pizzas for him, his wife, and his child. He goes, well, it would, you know, help us hang out if I, if Joy and Kai could come and we could, I'm, of course they can come. You know, so there's one friend who would never think of coming into town and not contacting me. Then there's another friend, or what I thought was a friend, who comes into town and doesn't even let me know. I find out on social media. So in that case, I'm cutting the one out. That's it. He's not my friend anymore. Should he want to reach out to me in the future and rekindle a friendship or whatever? That takes worth. You are worthy of a friend or a partner or someone that actually is going to take your wants, your needs, your time into consideration. Someone who would never come into your town and not at least say hello. Like 5, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just, hi, let's do a quick lunch, or why don't you come over to the hotel and have a drink with me, or whatever. Even if they're busy, Hannah would never come into Las Vegas and not try to see me. Thea would never come into Las Vegas and not try to see me. This person has done it three times now, and I'm done. I'm done. So not following on social media, not going to reach out via text, 
Not going to call them. And should I go into their city? Not going to let them know. Why? Because we're not friends. A friend requires work. Any relationship requires work. And part of that work is actually paying deference to them when you're in the same spot as they are. And, you know, I met a new friend at the park, gay, age-appropriate. Even his name is hes named after an Irish whiskey. He's a ginger. You know, he's in his 50s. He's got a great dog. But as we're developing this friendship, and we're just, you know, at the beginning of it, he's already said a couple things which has driven me over the edge. Like, well, Joe Biden, who can't find his way off stage. Like, you can have a problem with Joe Biden being old, but you don't have to make insults like that. He can find his way off stage. You know? And he listens to conservatives. You know, and, and I'm like, well, why do you even listen? Well, because I like a variety of views. I don't want to have a limited viewpoint. You know what? Those people are not a variety of views. Someone said, why is the country so split when it comes to politics right now? And can't you have a disagreement with someone politically and not be demeaning? No, not when they're condoning fascism, not when they're trying to elect someone who said he would be a dictator and a fascist. That's treason. That goes against the Constitution. There are no two sides to Donald Trump. If you support him, you are a traitor to the United States because he's made it clear he wants fascism. So if you support him, you support fascism. There's not two issues there. They're homophobes. They're transphobes. This new friend said, well, I can listen to a homophobe and a transphobe and not go into a trance and suddenly be anti-gay or anti-trans. But why are you listening to a transphobe or a homophobe? What could that person possibly say that taints all their other opinions? And so I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting new friends. I've even been wanting to date someone. Maybe this, you know, maybe I need to wait until the person actually has more views. I don't say that some, you know, and also I got to say being a vegan, I, I almost don't want to date anyone or even really be friends with anyone that isn't a vegan. I know that sounds odd, but the data is out there. We're going to talk about it in the next segment, but there's enough data out there. And it's like, if you're not trying to be a plant-based eater, maybe you're not a hundred percent or whatever, but if you're not at least trying, then you've given up on the planet. You've given up on your health. You've given up on so much. So, you know, what do you do when you meet someone or you have someone in your family and suddenly you realize their views are just just way out of whack with yours? Or maybe they're not so out of whack. Maybe you agree on 90% of the stuff, but on that 10%, you just don't. And that 10% is wackadoo crazy. I think you all have something like that in your lives or somebody. Or I think many of you have started a relationship with someone, a friendship or, um, you know, romance. And then seeing that, you know what, at my age, I don't want to have to try to convince someone that this is the right way. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to have to try to say, well, your views are kind of wrong. I want someone that gets it. Now, I'm not saying my new friend doesn't get it. We, we're not that good of friends yet. I haven't, we haven't explored every topic for me to know where he stands. And he's always willing to change his opinion, he said, based on new facts and new evidence. 
It just bothers me where he gets some of his information from. It's like, why are you even going to those sources? I said, well, as long as you don't listen to Charlie Kirk, he said, well, I don't, but maybe I will now to see what he has to say. I go, don't listen to that guy. He's a transphobe. He's a homophobe. There's just no reason to support him. He goes, well, I, I don't mind checking him out. And I'm thinking, why? You know why? If I just told you the guy supports Trump, he's a transphobe, he's a homophobe, and yet you are going to give him a chance? See, that's what I mean. We no longer can give chances to these people. The only thing they're good for is to be silent. And any American that wants to give them a chance is not really an American I want to know. And any friend that comes into town that doesn't at least say hi is not a good friend of mine. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. The meat and dairy industry are out of their minds right now trying to get stories placed about, you know, how wonderful their products are because uh, there's a documentary on Netflix and the results have made worldwide news. You've probably seen it. Uh, they did a study uh, for 90 days with twins and they had one be a carnivore and one be a vegan. And then they did all the, the same health studies before that they did them before and they did them after. And invariably, the twins that ate vegan were in better shape. They lost more weight. Uh, their cholesterol dropped. You know, all kinds of good things happened to the vegans uh, or the plant-based eaters versus the ones who were carnivores. So there are all these headlines now. Is a vegan diet better? At, the answer there is yes, it is. But it, it's like pulling teeth to get these journalists to say that. They try to go down the list of all the negative things about a plant-based diet, of which there aren't any. Oh, well, you could end up having a lack of vitamin B12. Yeah, if you don't take a little vitamin every day. You know, and even then, most vegans that I know that don't supplement, they're fine. Protein, vitamin B, all that. But if you're worried about your vitamin B intake and you're a plant-based eater, take a vitamin B12 or a super, super B complex. Take a Centrum Silver. You know, just take a multivitamin. You're fine. You're covered. Done. You know, if you're worried about protein, do what I do. Every morning I have a protein drink with pea protein and chia seeds, hemp hearts, flax seeds, all kinds of deliciousness. That's if you're worried about it. You don't have to be. You can certainly eat enough protein. But these stories are now being run saying, well, is it better? This, this Netflix documentary proved it was better, but is it really better? And that's when you know those are in the, the pocket of the meat and dairy industry because the research is in on countless levels. And in, as we are in Veganuary, yes, a plant-based diet is better for you and the planet. A plant-based diet is basically the Mediterranean diet. The difference, they add in some fish. 
Now, if you want to be mostly plant-based but add in some fish or have some dairy every so often, that's on you. You're still doing a great thing for your body and for the environment, and you're going to get the benefits. A Mediterranean diet, which is plant-based and heavily into the beans and lentils and all of that for protein with some fish, has been chosen the number one diet for years. And now this twin research proves that a plant-based diet is better, and yet we still debate it. Why? Because of the meat and dairy industry. The only reason these journalists are not coming to the conclusion that is right in front of their faces is because it spits in 100 years of tradition here in the United States, which is run by the meat and dairy industry. In Europe, they're going full vegan, full plant-based. They're, they're, they're way ahead of us, light years ahead of us over there. Germany has whole stores that are just all plant-based now. I mean, so the same is happening in London. It's, it's just sweeping Europe by storm because they know. And when facts come out, they kind of don't argue them. But this is just another case of something that we know in our hearts is better for us but won't admit. It's like climate change. We know a plant-based diet helps the climate, but other things about climate change that we just won't admit to ourselves, that we won't, we still try to like debate. Even when the jury is in, we debate. Look at Trump. He's as guilty as sin. There are people that still debate his guilt. That's who we've become as a people now. People who look at facts and evidence. People that know what's right in our heart and yet we don't let it guide us. We don't, we know what's right, but we don't use that as a barometer for our lives. We let other things still dictate our lives. Like in the last segment, you know I'm right. If someone comes into your town and they are allegedly a good friend of yours and they don't say hi to you, you need to cut them out, cut them off. But sometimes you don't. You forgive them. You're like, oh, they were busy. Oh, this. Oh, that. No. You're worth more. It's the same with a plant-based diet. You're worth the health benefits of a plant-based diet. I am tired of the meat and dairy industry or the media not allowing you to revel in the fact that there is a healthful way of living out there for you that is exciting, that has great food, that really just expands your horizons if you just let it. All you have to do is let it. There's no secret key. There's no secret gate. Nothing. A plant-based diet is easier now than ever. You will reap the benefits of it. Now another special, you know, where they did the twin research proves it. And yet they'll still debate it. They'll still debate it. That's because someone has something to gain from you not having a plant-based diet. The media has all the money they make from the food industry, and, which is meat and dairy, and the healthcare industry. You know, they make a ton in media from the healthcare industry and from the food industry. So they certainly don't want you abandoning the terrible foods that they advertise. They don't want you abandoning the drugs that they advertise because you don't need them. And, you know, it's not a, a cure-all. You're still going to get sick. You might still get cancer. All of that. It just is better for you. Now we have more proof. Two identical twins. One vegan, one not. And they did this with like 30 or 60 pairs of twins. 
They didn't just do it with one pair. And in every single case, the vegan twin came out better. What more do you need? What more do you need? That's, that's the, the, there's a theme of this show, you know? It's like the Iowa caucus. You already know Trump is going to win that. Why, why are they going to spend countless hours today and countless media time advertising, you know, covering that? It doesn't need to be covered. Trump wins. We know that. The Democrats aren't even competing. They're, they're mailing in their things or whatever. So Trump wins. But that'll be a big headline tomorrow, and Trump will bolster it. He is already set to win. When he's taking a victory lap tomorrow, and when it's his campaign has gotten a shot in the arm, why? There's no surprise. Same with a plant-based diet. Why are we shocked that when we give someone good, whole, nutritious food, not processed, versus someone who is given meat, dairy, and processed foods, why are we shocked that the one that gets the whole good foods comes out better than the other one? Why does that shock anybody? You know, we, we, I, I don't understand our culture these days. We, we debate facts and evidence. We get shocked at things that are not shocking. They're just common sense. Maybe common sense is shocking. I am Carell. Be who you want to be. So don't hurt anybody. We will see you on Wednesday. You know, where we won't be covering Donald Trump winning the caucus because we know he's going to. Lord. Although maybe he'll have a conviction or something by then. A big fine or something. That would be exciting. Hey, it's Carell. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing. And that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.